Welcome to Synergize This, where we talk all things training, health, and fitness. I'm your host, Sin. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number six. Today, we're going to speak about High Rocks, the hybrid racing competition that was just on in Australia, in Sydney and Melbourne. Myself and a few lovely legends and weapons from South Melbourne Good Life competed in this competition. So we're going to have a chat about High Rocks. What is High Rocks? How was High Rocks? How did I cope with High Rocks? And the future of these fitness events, I can guess you can call them sporting events in Australia because a lot of us are very used to different type of events at the showgrounds, not really fitness, more into partying. But we're going to talk about high rocks and how exciting these things really are. Having a sporting event or a fitness event like high rocks is is something that we've been lacking for a long time in Melbourne. It's been a lot of, we've got a lot of techno events and music festivals and events like that. We do marathons and halfers, but we don't have many fitness racing events that everyone can compete in. So we'll talk about high rocks. What is high rocks? So Hyrox is, it's not, it's not CrossFit um, and it's not like an F45. It's very hybrid. So the way that Hyrox is structured is you have eight Ks of running, but it's broken up into eights. So you got one K and you get into a ski egg for a kilometer. You run a K again. Then you push a sled for 50 meters. Now it depends on if you're doing men's open uh, men's pro or women's, the weight will vary. Then you run a K again, you pull a sled for 50 meters, you run a K again, then you do 80 meters of burpee broad jumps. You run a K again, you do a K on the rower, you run a K again, then you do 200 meters of farmer's carry, you run a K again, then you do 100 meters of walking lunges, We'll get into that later. You run a K again, and then you do a hundred warbles, and then you're done. So that that is the race, and yeah, it is as bad as it sounds. Obviously, it depends on your fitness experience, your training experience, or your history, and whether or not you've done these movements before. The difference between high rocks and a CrossFit event is anyone can compete in high rocks. So I, I saw a, a huge range of abilities at high rocks uh people finished in an hour some people finished in three hours some in four anyone can do high rocks when it comes to crossfit crossfit has a lot of complex movements that not everyone can do so you got your cleans your power cleans full cleans um your snatches uh, even just the basic barbell deadlifts and squats um uh, dumbbell presses cleans even the gymnastics it's very it's very skill based. It's it's a it's a higher barrier to entry compared to to high rocks. Now I think it probably would have been better to be structured over two days because uh, Jake and Bridget were on at eight thirty a.m. for the mixed doubles. I was supposed to be on at eleven thirty ish for the men's open, but because of the amount of uh, men competing in the open, I was pushed back to one. And Damer was on later on at night at 6.30, but he got pushed back to 7. 
So by the end of the day, you're absolutely knackered. One from competing, and two just because it's such a such a high stimulus day. It's so so many things are going on that you're just completely spent by the end of the day. But let's get into uh, how I fared in the competition, and I came in with a with a game plan uh, because I'm used to running. Like my game plan was, and it's very different. If you're if you're a decent runner, whatever you think your pace will be, it's always going to be maybe a minute less. So the rule of thumb is whatever your marathon pace is or your half marathon pace, that's essentially what your pace will be for uh, the high rocks because you're going to be running on compromised legs. So compromised meaning you'll be doing uh, like a sled push and a sled pull into running. Your legs are going to have a lot of weight. They're going to feel really heavy. So you're going to be in a compromised state. So my aim was to run uh, 4.30 to 5 minute Ks, see how I go. And then hopefully by the end, I can just bang out the last two Ks at a faster pace. But uh, things don't always go to plan. And that's just that's just how it is. You, you learn from uh, the mistakes that you either do in the competition or the lead up to the competition and you learn from it and you, uh, you work on them from next time. So I was doing really well uh, through the first run, the skierg, the push, the pull, got up to the burpee broad jumps, which I, I knew I would hate. Um, and my game plan was to just not rest much. I'd get down, I'd get up and I had to change my technique a little bit because there's a long way up, a long way down. Uh, and I didn't want to keep jumping down and jumping up. So I started using one leg up, one leg down just to kind of conserve some energy instead of having that such a, uh, a large spring up, like a deep tier plyo. It's just too much for long legs. Got to the end of that and that was fine. I ran, no issue. I rode, no issue. And with rowing, people just assume it's a lot in your arms, but the majority of rowing is in your legs. The huge leg drive and your arms just follow afterwards when you pull the handles and the cable. And the run after that was still, it was fine. The farmer's carry is when I started to feel just a little bit. And this is the part where uh, maybe I could have brought in uh, one of those little jelly gelatin things, put it in my pocket, had a bit of that. Um, but my my fear was uh, I didn't want to tape uh, tamper with anything while racing because I didn't I didn't want to go to the toilet or I had to you know maybe need to poo, and there is no place to just stop and it's just wasting time. After that run, after the farmers carries, I felt okay, but getting into the lunges, I think I also maybe psyched myself out because I knew. That was my my Achilles heel last time. But honestly, getting into the lunges, the first 25 meters were okay. And then I started to really feel a lot because with this one, especially with my long legs, you have to touch the ground with your back knee. Uh, and I started to feel cramping uh, coming up. And in my head, I was just thinking, you know what? Just get to the end, drop the bag down. Uh, you can drop it drop it down once. I think it's twice and you get disqualified and then you turn around and come back. And what was really annoying was I got to the end, I dropped the bag and that is as soon as I dropped the bag is when I started to cramp and my legs completely locked out. I had one of the the staff there come up and, and ask if I needed an ice pack, if I needed a medic. And seriously, when you start to cramp that you can't, there is nothing you can do. There, there No magic spray, uh, no ice, nothing. I, I physically couldn't move. And I've been in the pain cave multiple times. When you're in pain, you can push through pain. But when you physically can't move your body 
And when your legs are locked out, like I, I, I can't describe what that feels like. Imagine like putting your leg out right now, straighten it, and then it's completely locked out. Every muscle is spasming and you can't move it no matter what you do. That's that's how I felt. So I had I had no choice. Like uh, fortunately the the crew that was was supporting me was fucking insane. Um because in my head I'm like, "Oh, it's that's it. You're done. Like you've you've done so up until to here, you fucked it just like you know, you can't move, just leave it as it is. Just just quit." And I just couldn't quit. I couldn't quit, especially like when you got people supporting you. It, it, you're in that environment. You you need to find that extra extra gear. So I had no option, like standing up, I'd cramp. Uh, if I try to rest in between a, a set uh, or, or a rep, I'd cramp. No matter what I do, I'd cramp. So I just banged out that 50 meters w- without stopping uh, and got to the end. I got given a, a Gatorade by one of the workers. They had a bit of that and I tried to jog. This is my last run and I physically could not run. All, all, I, all I could do was walk because my legs were just like flicking out like Forrest Gump when he was a kid, when he had metal legs. And yeah, my time was just running so slow and i was on track to get an hour and nine which i would have been fucking wrapped with that would have been like top 20 time in the whole whole men's division so that the lunges took me about six and a half minutes the last 1k took me about nine ish minutes because i only started running halfway through that k where i can actually start moving my legs so i had to bang out the warbles and the warbles were in a different section of the showgrounds a whole different shed and then in my head, I was thinking, fuck, now I have to squat 100 times and throw a ball. And at that point, I was, I was already in the pain cave. Like I, I was, you know, that is your last exercise. There's, there's no point thinking about anything else other than rep by rep. And I was trying to bang out 20, 25 at a time just to not think about resting too much. And surprisingly, I, I did the war balls in about five minutes. And then ran over that finish line. I just collapsed. And I, and I did an hour and 19. And look, I'm very disappointed with my time. Obviously, I couldn't do anything about my cramps. And I wish I wish I had more bananas. I don't know if the bananas would have helped me. I just think I need to practice more lunges uh, while being compromised. Just, I think next year, the Hyrox will be here again. But just for my peace of mind, so I don't fucking hate myself for that for that little thing. Because yeah, that, that's the thing about a race. Uh, especially, even though it is an hour to two hours, depending on your ability, you have to have tactics. You have to know what to do, when to do it. Uh, because if you do miss uh, a lap or if you go to the wrong station or you don't prepare or you go too hard in uh, a certain exercise, that can ruin you for the rest of your of your, of your your race. So you need to be really tactical, really smart. And there were a lot of guys who, Hyrox is their competition. They literally train for Hyrox. They eat and breathe high rocks. So yeah, look, an hour and 19 wasn't too bad. I would have been wrapped with an hour and nine, which I I, I would have got um, in a alternate universe where I didn't fucking cramp or cramps didn't exist. But yeah, it is what it is. You you learn from your failures and you take it as a lesson and you improve for next time. That's the only way you can, you can see your losses. Jake and Bridget had an amazing time. They did an hour and five minutes uh, with their doubles. With the doubles, you share the load, but you do the same amount of running and they absolutely smashed it. Damo got an hour and 16-ish and he absolutely killed it in the men's pro. And in the men's pro, the, the weights were heavier when the men's open. It was also really incredible to see a lot of people giving it like a really fucking good crack. And there were people completing it in three hours, four hours, people that, you know, you won't say they're generally fit or uh, at an athlete level, but they wanted to challenge themselves. And 
it's challenging enough to complete the course in a fast time, but it's also another challenge to persevere and have so much determination and grit to push through two, three, four hours. That's marathon spec in terms of time. So it was just good to see so many people from all different types of abilities and ages compete in this competition. And yeah, what they've said is there's going to be more of it coming to Australia and hopefully there's more people competing in it next year as well. And there's a yeah a lot of lessons to be learned, even for myself, uh, even for the other uh, other PTs from my gym. Sometimes I think of it as this unexplored room in my in my head. I think we all have uh, this room that we think we know, but we don't know every nook and cranny of this room. We don't know every corner. There's cobwebs around. There's a buildup of dust, and every now and then we need to go clean up those cobwebs clean up the dust and just know what's in that room uh, but the room is very big and that is also how our perception of how much we can give how much our our bodies can exert before being like you know that's that's actually our absolute limit and even for myself i'm still exploring this room i'm still trying to understand where everything is in this room and every single corner and I'm I'm still trying to learn and I'm always learning more about how far I can push myself I'm always trying to see where my perceived limits are and it's it's weird after you do a competition like this it, it gives you a bit of a kick up the ass because then you go oh well the training I've been doing I actually could have trained harder there's things that I could have dialed down more there's things I could have done better that could have help me this time around so then you use that as fuel and as feedback for not just is let's say you do a high rocks but just for your training in general and then let's say you come to a challenge again and then you probably will learn something again because there is never perfection there's you're, you're constantly chasing to be better there's but you're never going to be perfect and i think that's the thing right that's that is the thing that everyone's trying to do or essentially what everyone wants to do is just be better it's it's the journey it's getting to points where you perceive is the end but it's just not the end there is more to give there is more space to explore in in that room um but unfortunately a lot of us don't even want to open the door in that room they're just like fuck it close the door lock it up throw away the key and that's unfortunately when people become mediocre and look, I know it is, we are speaking about training, but training is so transferable because the, the way that you approach training or competitions, it does go into your day-to-day life. When you encounter challenges, uh, when you encounter uh, adversity or situations where they're going to be really shit situations and you're going to have that or confrontation or conflict, how do you deal with that? And these type of competitions or being uh, or training really hard and being uh, let's say for example uh, being in the pain cave where things are really hurting but you still got more to give just going through that shows you that yes just because there's adversity and pain doesn't mean that's the end of the road for you there's more to give and you come out on top that's why easy things aren't necessarily good a lot of the good things in life you know we work hard for easy now for hard later or you can have hard now for easy later just just a choice um so i i I don't yeah i just don't see training as just oh look at my fucking muscles and i'm gonna fucking be this 
giga chad and just be a machine yes it's cool to be like that um but it's fuck it's how it changes your brain and how you perceive yourself and how you use that brain and the perception of self in dealing with your day-to-day problems and your day-to-day issues you can be a villain you can be a hero both of them face the same adversity one decided to use that adversity and be angry at the world while the other the hero decided to use that adversity and shelter the others so they didn't have to experience the same thing that's the only difference between a villain and a hero it's your perception of your adversity you can either allow your cramps when you're lunging to take you out of the comp completely or you can tell the cramps to get fucked and just push through that's that's the adversity take it as you want you could be upset that you're cramping or you can say you know what it's a challenge it is what it is it's a mountain it's a hurdle how can i overcome this we're all going to have adversity you know cramping is not that bad compared to many of the issues that we face in life but it's the same we have a hurdle placed in front of us we can either jump over that hurdle or we can just look at it and just scream at it and be upset that the hurdle's there it's just your choice it's your perception how do you deal with that issue or that adversity or that hurdle thank you for listening i think i went on a freaking rant this whole episode but yeah i could have gone on more rants about you know eat the bananas make sure you eat the bananas that's 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 look that's my <laughs> that's my tip for you if you're not eating bananas fucking make sure you're eating some bananas and don't be scared of salt salt's good for you sprinkle that shit on your food eat it so you don't cramp just in case you never know when you're gonna have to be a hero and save someone from a burning car and the last thing you want is a cramp and remember two bananas a monkey never cramp see you later bye bye